0: This is Under the Low Bridge, an unconventional history of the Erie Canal. In honor of the 200th anniversary of its construction, the History Department at the University of Rochester presents six environmental stories. And you're listening to Here You Are. Low bridge, everybody down.
1: Low bridge, for we come and do it down. And you'll
0: always your neighbor. You'll always your father. I'm Brock Miller, accompanied by
1: Connor Pope.
0: And this is part three. The Grain Reaper, a story of the Erie Canal and its influence on wheat production in western New York and the Great Plains.
1: Most people associate the McCormick Reaper, a machine used to harvest wheat, with the city of Chicago as it was the principal producer of these reapers. However, prior to 1847, it was mass-produced in Brockport, New York.
0: Mass-produced in Brockport?
1: (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking. Let's go all the way back to the completion of the Erie Canal in 1825. Who knew this manipulation of nature? Would allow for an agricultural revolution in the U.S.
0: After the construction of the Erie Canal, the price of moving wheat between Buffalo and New York fell to just four percent of the prior cost.
1: Just four percent? I'm sure some people wanted to cash in on this opportunity.
0: Yeah, and many people did, such as the farmers in western New York who already had wheat sown into the soil.
1: Such advantages didn't last long, as other western states eyed this profitability. For instance, Ohio began to compete with western New York in the production of wheat by 1835. Throughout the following decades, agricultural landscapes began to sow the soil of the West.
0: How ironic the once prosperous wheat producers along the Erie Canal soon fell to competition of the West in their newly plowed soil.
1: This was consistent with the historical theory of the frontier thesis proposed by historian Frederick Jackson Turner in 1893. Turner argued American expansion was driven by settlement where cultivation brought order and prosperity to the disorder of the American West.
0: Today, monocultures of grain production are omnipresent throughout the Midwest, and such sites provide evidence for Turner's ideas.
1: Exactly, and during the early years of the Erie Canal, competition between New York and the western states did not last long. New York's success soon became its downfall. Throughout the 1840s, wheat production decreased by 44% in New York, and finally in 1847... New York was outcompeted by Western states. Wait,
0: 1847? Didn't we say that was the year the McCormick Reaper was first manufactured in Chicago instead of Brockport?
1: Yes, and this is no coincidence. Cyrus McCormick noted that as popularity of his Reaper increased, orders began arriving from farther west.
0: Moving production of the Reaper to Chicago was romanticized as a major event in the era of westward expansion. A popular documentary titled The Romance of the Reaper, describe the agricultural transition of the West.
1: The reaper, how romantic.
0: And so the pioneer moved westward, followed by wave on wave of immigration. But none dreamed that their sons would see this machine and others descended from it, the means of building up an agricultural empire in the West much beyond the horizon of their imagination. McCormick followed the grain market right out of New York State and brought progressive business tactics along. It is better that I should wait for the money than you should wait for the machine.
1: McCormick's departure marked a transition for New York State's farmers as well. As King Wheat lost power in the Genesee Valley, the Flower City quickly transitioned into the Flower City.
0: Wait, what's the difference?
1: Flower, as in processed wheat, became flour, as in nurseries and horticulture.
0: Okay, but New York's economy could not have just been dependent on flowers.
1: Well, actually, it was at this time that apple orchards began to take root. Johann Heinrich von Thunen, a prominent economist of 19th century Germany, may have anticipated this transition. In his theory of the isolated state, written in 1826, von Thunen argued the distance from a metropolitan market dictates what crops are grown.
0: Under this model, intensive agriculture for perishable crops, like flowers and apples, would occur closer to the market than extensive agriculture for durable crops like wheat. As the Erie Canal led to the development of extensive farming in the Midwest, competition of wheat production increased. This encouraged farmers in the Genesee Valley to transition to perishable crops.
1: Von Montunin's model suggested wheat's success in the West was the result of the Erie Canal's expansive reach. This was unlike Turner's Frontier Thesis, which suggested wheat's prosperity was simply the next stage in America's economic development.
0: Such an agricultural transition must have had large environmental consequences. Production of intensive products like butter and cheese increased by 30% from 1845 to 1860 during New York's transition as a producer of wheat to perishables.
1: Increasing American dependence on animal products leads to further environmental degradation, as such products require larger inputs. It's clear agricultural decisions made in the past have had lasting impacts on today's typical American diet.
0: The Erie Canal played a pivotal role in shaping the agricultural landscape of not only Western New York, but also the Great Plains, or commonly known as the Breadbasket of America. I wonder if the engineers and constructors of the Erie Canal ever imagined the lasting societal impacts such a human intervention would create.
1: This episode was made possible by the generous support of several departments at the University of Rochester. The Here You Are team would like to thank Melissa Mead in the Department of Rare Books and Special Collections, Blair Tinker in the Digital Scholarship Lab, Stephen Resner at the Department of Audio and Music Engineering, and last but not least, the Department of History.